Was it caused by an atomic testing? By the radiation that has spread around the world? Or is it nature herself deciding that time has come to change the human race? Whatever the answer, a new breed of people now dwell among us. People born with strange and frightening superpowers. Some say they're freaks. Some call them monsters. Some think of them as inhuman. But all over the planet, they are known and feared as mutants. This is the saga of the X-Men, a brave band of mutants who want to use their awesome power to benefit mankind, only to learn that they must battle the very people that they are trying to help. Today, on Molin Saints, podcast of Rambling Randoms. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... I've just got to be more specific. The how is simple enough. It's the why that troubles me. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. tell from the intro today we are getting sneaky sneaky snoings out of control we have a special interview with the writers of the animated series from the 90s the x-men the animated series to be specific well one one writer, one writer and, and and one basically the show's the big the boss the, man yeah the, the big boss, boss man. man so which also was a writer yes so uh, uh their names are eric and julia leewald and they will be joining us later on the show they will be. And they'll be talking to us about all things X-Men, the animated series, oh, and this fabulous X-Men, book. X-Men, the animated series. This fabulous the book. making of the animated series itself. The new book out. And I must say, um, there's another book out there? There is. It was a prequel, technically. Um, I, let me get the exact title. I don't want to mess it up. Previously but, uh, on. Previously on X-Men, the animated series. Yes. yes. Uh, yes. Also by Eric Lewald. I did, you know, yes. um, before our interview, I had no idea. Yes, I just found out literally I did not know. I did yesterday, not I believe. Know. Yes. I found out yesterday, and uh, I was glad he, you know, actually brought it up because that was going to be one of the things that I did bring up. Um, but but uh, that interview will yeah. be coming to you. It was nice, it's, you know. Well, we'll very nice keep the show a little shorter today because yes. it is a forty-minute interview. But yes. um, it was very, very, yeah, it was, it was great, great to talk to yes. them. They're very, um, very good so people. So that, that kind of brings us, you know, it is WrestleMania day, yeah, so WrestleMania we can't go day. without talking about that. No, um, we are going to play some uh, new hits on Spotify. I was thinking we just try to find some X Men songs. Let's do that. I want to. That's a good idea. If, I don't know if it happens. I don't know if, if this we is find work. one, we'll I know play that we've it. done a show on superhero music. We have done theme songs before, and I don't know if the theme song for the X Men was on that show. Oh, or I'm not. sure we're going to close the show. I'm out pretty with sure it. we will do uh, that. I'm pretty positive that so, we're closing out the show with 
Either that or me and Mole are just going to mouth it. Oh, that might be something <laughs> special. You guys might like that one. We're going to have to make a video for that at some you point. You can do too. the highs. I do the lows. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, uh, how are you? We're hanging um, out here with Petra yes. and Poe, oh. a.k.a. Lady Wigglebottoms and, uh, and Lord Ke- Big Dick. Lord Big Dick. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're here wiggling and uh, that's right Petra's like you gotta talk about it and a dickin <laughs> Petra's gonna come talk on the mic she's walking yeah. towards us now she's uh, so yeah we're gonna be uh, doing that and uh, we're gonna be just talking having some fun today talk about Wrestlemania yeah we're gonna, wrestling uh, in general I'll talk about AEW know, results uh, a little bit nothing talk major talk about this book some then, yes uh, the art in that fucking book is amazing oh the art the art alone is God, it had me sold just looking and at the I art say, like, uh, I've, I've done a little reading I've a little perusing yes and just the amount of people involved mm. in the making of that show, and then just it really kind of that show holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. It really does. You know, really. I became a fan of Gambit because of the cartoon. Yep. I became really a fan of the X Men because of the cartoon. You were, you were saying that, yes. And, um, um, and the X Men is still to this day, I believe, the best group of superheroes ever. Cyber Force was was pretty good too, but they never yeah. actually. No. You know, they had a a, a cartoon trailer really? too didn't really work out. No, yeah, I'll have to look that. They gotta have it on YouTube. Um, so X Men the animated series, uh, honestly, was right up there for me with Batman the animated series. So yeah, like, see, I, I, I can watch. They go hand in hand for me. Batman was a good animated series. Yes. I just was never the biggest Batman right. fan. And I, I, I will give that one credit. It was, it was well done. Yeah, it's very well written and uh, produced, just like uh, X Men the animated series. So Zane, yeah, how are you? Oh, busy week, man. I'm so glad that we have a nice, beautiful Saturday. Um, feels like the day's already flown right by, though. Yeah. It's just flown right by. Yeah, as, as it was right a busy now, week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a whirlwind. It was it was work and and out in the evenings. Seems like did a lot of driving in the evenings. Oh, God. I've been doing an abnormal amount of driving lately. Well, like Wednesday, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. able to come see uh, see wrestling with you because I drove from here to Coxsackie. To um, Oak Hill. Oh my God! Then back to, to Oak Hill. Yeah, then back to then back to Kazaki, then yeah. back home. It's like an hour and a half trip. Yeah, we're like, yeah. You know, Oak Hill's a good twenty minutes from your house. Period. Like, uh, Oak Hill's minutes. not bad. Like here to Oak Hill, not bad. But yeah, no. But from here to Kazaki, then, then to Oak Hill, Hill is right. Yeah. That's that's even Kazaki to Oak Hill is like a twenty minute mile drive. And that's taking back roads. <laughs> no, it's just eighty one. Yeah, just right up there. Right? Eighty one. Shoot you right there. Yep. Then they, oh. then they cut over on 22, I guess. Yes, 22. So, uh... That's how my week was, though. Yeah. Um, anything special come out of it? Um, I'm gonna get my shot next week. Yeah. And honestly, I'm surprised. If Nobody is more surprised that Zane is getting vaccinated right? on Monday more than Zane is. <laughs> well, the thing it's is really that... only because, like, somebody sends us a link. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, it's that Johnson & Johnson. And you know me... The less, the better. Yep. I love anything I have to do, yeah. and my job actually has what's called VPO. That's vaccination personal time off. Word. It's so actually VTO. So you take like a day off? Cause no, shot. no. I I get two hours. Two hours of paid time. Mighty white of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's that's not even part of my PTO yeah, time. Yeah. That's just like, oh yeah, you can take two hours. We'll pay you to go, go get, get vaccinated. Shot. Well, actually, that's smart on their end. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go get my shot at the old Best Buy. Oh shit! I get Best Buy in a thing anymore? Not really. At least not in Kingston. No, no, it's not a thing anymore. But so now they're giving shots at yeah. the Best Buy. No, uh, see, I'm, I'm gonna have to get mine. Uh, I don't think I got any product left in there. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm getting like mine at the uh, the pharmacy next to my doctor's office in Kentucky. So. Yeah. Kelly's? Yeah. I like Kelly's yeah. Pharmacy. Definitely a good good spot. Me and the old lady got to get that. The kids are going to be getting them all next year before they go to school anyway. So. It's still true that, what, only Pfizer is approved for children? Yeah. And I don't like, I don't trust that one yet. They, they, years are fucking, I don't even trust the one that, the Johnson & Johnson, but I'm getting it because kind of have to. <laughs> if we want to do anything this summer that involves making money in groups of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's what we're doing today, people. We're talking, we're, we're going to be talking about X-Men. We're going to be talking to Eric and Julia. Yep. No, we're going to play some music. We do that. We do that. And, and you we know what? play it off of Spotify now. We do. I was listening to some Spotify this week. And you know what I was trying to do? Mm-hmm. I was trying to find a good random playlist. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I was. I was looking. Where, where can I was you... a searching for a good random playlist. See. And you know what? I don't know why it says downloading, but it says that it's downloading you songs. You are downloading songs. What songs are you downloading? I don't know. 659 of them, to be exact. Hey. And, that's, uh, that's, that's great. I could not find a more random playlist than the Mole and Zane's podcast of Rambling Randoms playlist. That is a pretty random playlist. Now... I don't know if that name is just too long because I put in random playlist and I got a bunch of shit. And there was a good playlist. I found a good playlist. It wasn't very random, but it had some great music on okay. it. Had some music that I really wasn't too keen on, right. but I really enjoyed it. Okay. But most of these random playlists are the same type of fucking music. Yeah. Now, these same type of music don't seem too random to me, my no, friend. No, <laughs> I think a random playlist needs to have some Tina Turner, followed by some Slipknot, followed by some... Be real. Followed by some Moana theme song. Followed by some Moana theme song. <laughs> Followed by some Grizz. Word. You know. Followed by some John Denver. Sure there you follow, go. Yep. Then, then to top it all off with a little bit of ASAP Rock right next to Tom Petty. Word. And then throwing <laughs> some TLC right in the middle. Throwing some TLC. And I, for good measure, I think we got some ICP in there I think somewhere. a little bit. A little just, bit just of ICP. A little bit. Next just to that Britney smidgen. Spears, right? Just, just right next to Britney Spears and the, uh, the, the, the uh, Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> that's right, that's right. No other playlist is more random. I say it's official now. I think, I, Until I find a more random playlist, the most random playlist on the Spotify is, is ours. the Mole and Zane's podcast of Rambling Randomness playlist. Direct link in the bio, bio of this show, wherever you find it. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, you can find it at the uh, website that we have. Uh, www.digitalzoneent.com That is www.digitalzoneent.com And uh, until the end of the month Head on over to 80stees.com And get yourself 11% off Anything at their store With the promo code DIGITALZONE One word DIGITALZONE Oh, oh, so So I just typed in X-Men <gasps> You know, and of course there's some songs here Now I don't really know what any of these are But uh I, I, see, I see a couple names on here. I see some orchestral versions of the theme. Yep, yep. Now, now we're not looking for theme songs, no. though. We just want... We want music from X-Men. Yeah. Like the movies or the show or... Do they have just instrumentals? That's what I want to know. Oh, I'm getting lovings by the punk dog. See, now I'm thinking Chief Keef knows something about the X-Men. You think Chief Keef? I think Chief Keef I think was so. a fan. Oh. So that's my first song. We got Chief Keef X-Men. Word. Say 
so. Pull up like Professor X, and I got my great jeans on. I ride up like Iceman, I hop out like Saber Tooth. I come through like Rolex, boy, I ain't finna play with you. X-Men, 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 X-Men. I think I'm with X-Men, I think I'm with the X-Men. I'm a X-Men I'm a X-Men member Since you blue, you can be Raven Mystique This bitch told how she's licking on me Bitch, I'm Pyro, Defoe Heater on me I can't trust a bitch, she do you like Jubilee I don't care if she's fine as Jean Grey I know she got that kitty pride, but she gon' let me bang That bitch is a lady death strike You should know X-Men like left, right. Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Magneto. Pull up like Professor X, and I got my great jeans on. I run up like Iceman, I hop out like Sabretooth. I come through like Rose, boy, I ain't finna play with you. X-Men, 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 I think I'm with X-Men, I think I'm with the X-Men. trying to keep this uh, show a little uh, little short today. So let's talk about this book real quick while we're... Uh... Yeah, man, this book right uh, here. We got it. It's a, it's a big book. 
Big, it got some weight to got it. Some, got some girth to it. Yes. You can get it at all your local retailers. You can, you can see what it looks like, too, uh, if you go to the YouTube channel. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, when we, when we, uh, and, uh, costs you about $26. Yes. Um, it's got $50 on the cover, but... So we're going to say it's about $25, and this book has got some artwork in it, baby. I would pay $25 just for the cover art, quite frankly. The cover art alone, man. The back cover art's even better than the front cover art, I want a poster of the back cover art. That's what I want. The back cover's got a Sentinel, Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, Omega Red, Juggernaut, Juggernaut, Mystique, Mystique, Magneto, and Sauron. That's right, Pterodactyl Man. Yeah, with the psychic abilities. Yeah. Never understood why Pterodactyl Man had psychic, psychic abilities, abilities yeah. but he did. But he did. he rocked and it. You know what? That, that don't matter. Nope. But you know, going through this book, the artwork alone in it, it's got well over two hundred panels in it from the show. Character art sells from all over the place. Art that never made it into the show. Yep. Like. Bios of people, the artists at play, creating these characters, what they had to do to put every episode together. Um, you know, just I just turned to, to page 125. It's got Belladonna there. Yeah. And yeah. the externals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, and that that was that was that was Gambit's ex-wife trying to get him back. That's true. In a ploy, a plot. Yes. Now, Once again, they ruined Gambit's name. Now, I, I might be mistaken, but I seem to remember Deadpool making an appearance in the animated series once. I don't know. I, I think he might have at least once. I don't know if Deadpool ever did. I Now, I know that Cable did. Oh, he, Cable did a man. lot, yes. Cable and Bishop were always my... Now, somehow he's got Summer's son. Yes. But he's from the future. Yes, like, he is. hundreds of years Hundreds of years in the future. He is Jean Grey and Scott Summers' son. And I loved him. Actually, loved, no, he's not Jean Grey. Scott, he's uh, Madeline Pryor and Scott Summers, the clone of Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah. But I just turned to a page here. We have a cable soldier, a cable soldier, a cable soldier, <laughs> um, War Machine, Nick Fury. Not the uh, Samuel L. Jackson Nick no, Fury. No, no, the, 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 the David Hasselhoff the, Nick Fury. Yeah, the David Hasselhoff. <laughs> but, you know, a classic blob. Oh. You know. You know, him and Pyro were always a couple of my favorite villains out of that show. Uh, they always had like that Beavis and Butthead type act together, like just. But they were always they were great side villains. Yeah. That, was, that could get you in a pickle real quick, but you knew they were going to get yeah. beaten. Yeah. You know. And 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 Pyro took Wolverine's Australian accent, by the way, from <laughs> the uh, pilot episode. He took it and he ran with it. Yep. We had we had mutant Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel. Yes, that's the one Rogue took her powers from. Yeah. Yes. Yep, just Karen turn the Danvers. page, man. We have we got Jean Grey on here. We got Baby Beast. <laughs> yeah, Baby Bombastic Beast. We got Carly. You know what you they know, say teen about Beast. You know what they say about Beast people in fifties with his father, thirteen-year-old Beast with his friend. Yep. You know. You know what they say about Beast with big feet, right? They can swing from trees. That's yep. what it is. Long shot, Dazzler. Long shot. That's the one I was trying to remember. And in the comic books, he only had three fingers on each hand. But here, they show him with four. Right? Well, yeah, three in fingers and a thumb. Three and a thumb. But he had he looked like this in the comic books. Like your, like his two fingers. Well, he says, his, yeah, yeah. He only has three fingers. Yeah. He looked like Nightcrawler's hand, basically, is what he had hands like. Yeah, I liked Longshot. He was uh, he was always pretty cool. Yeah, he was uh, he came from the Mojoverse, which was always yeah. one of my favorite uh, story arcs from them. I must say, in the uh, in the new uh, Deadpool movie, they kind of 
take Domino and give her long shots powers. They somehow. do. Yes, you they know, do. She was lucky, but not not, not long like shot that. lucky. No, no. She like was long shot, about... his mutant ability was luck. Yeah, she was more of just a straight up mercenary, basically. Yeah. Um, but long, yeah, they definitely combined long shot and Domino. In yeah, that man, we got Punisher on here, man. The Mojo verse yeah. when they went there. That was that was one of my favorites. Kazar, Amphibious, yep. when, when Timorous. Yep, when they went to the uh, the the the. The mutant plant or uh, island there, Krakoa or whatever it was, or the Savage Land. Savage Land, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's Krakoa? Krakoa is the the I got that confused. It's a new mutant uh, island that they're oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I uh, I'm man. Once once uh, like Messiah Complex yeah. ended, I was kind of like, mm, right. I, I'm I'm kind of done. Yeah, yeah. That, that was such a good story. I'm like, I don't know where to go from here <laughs> there's just so much shit like and, and like we talk about with them it's a great book you know, 25 years of x-men you know you kind of yeah. gotta everybody had an x-man right. you know uh, at least everybody that watches snow show had a favorite right except scott summers yeah, nobody, nobody likes scott likes cyclops i've never met a person in my life that was like cyclops is my favorite you know he is one of the most troubled x-men because he feels he puts the whole weight of the group on his own shoulders on him by himself. Like he does, he takes it. He's like, he puts that pressure on himself, which is why he's such a dickhead. Nobody's yep. putting that pressure on him. He's uh, doing, he it. was a good leader. He was, he was a great leader. All he wanted, what was best for humanity and mutant kind together. Sure. He ended up getting no, possessed man. by the Phoenix force and going ape shit after yeah, a while. You know, yo, somebody kills your wife, man. You lose You it. go crazy. You, you do. And then, you know, I mean, he wasn't, wasn't that great, Summers, though. wasn't man, you know. I don't think X-Force would I mean, ever came back. No, I mean, he, he... He needed that. He needed that dark mercenary right? group that, that needed to operate outside right. the lines. I mean, he wasn't always that great. He did have a psychic affair with the White Queen in front of Gene. You know what I mean? Like, so, it's kind of... He's kind of a dickhead, but he's kind of... He's the hero that you kind of well, need yeah, to lead did, the group. You know, it's like, I, I was remembering... Wolverine much... was too much of a long shot. He'd go off on his own, like... Yeah, but... Rogue was a great character. The Storm, Storm. Who, who I never much cared for in a lot of the books. But in the show, she in the show. She should have been the leader of that group, like she was a couple of times in the books. Um, if Scott ever went rogue yeah, in the Jean, story. Jean Grey, her character really, you know, uh, developed she, over the show. She got a personality. She wasn't yeah. just like the fucking girl of the group. Yeah, like Jubilee, the you know... Bishop, who they have on the cover here, who really wasn't a, an X-Man, but... Well, he was, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was, like, in the future X-Man, <laughs> and then when he came back to the past, they, they let him join for a while until he left again, but <laughs> Bishop was one of those characters that could leave and come back whenever he wanted to. You know what I mean? He was like Forge. You never see Forge... What a great name. Right? You like You never see him until there's a computer problem. You know what he could do? He could forge things. That's right. Plus, he was a good hacker. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's get, let's keep the show going. Let's get another song here, man, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some wrestling real quick. Let's see. Let's put in the name Wolverine. Oh, shizzle! Look, Marvel's Wolverine podcast. No, that's that's the Lost tri- Trail. Huh? Wolverine blues. <laughs> what if you type in Marvel? Oh, no, no. <laughs> you want Dazzler? Oh, Isn't God. Your pick? We'll put... There's probably a fucking yeah. disco song out there about Dazzler. Dazzler. That was a legit Marvel and crossover with songs for Dazzler. Pop Golf? Dazzler? Dirty Dazzler? <laughs> Dirty Dazzler? Bobby Dazzler? 
You know what? I think we're going to extend this to uh, names of X-Men and songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, who do you want, man? Okay, you got like, two nights dazzling? Let's do, uh, let's do Pop Goth. Pop Goth Dazzler. Let's try that. Nope. Whoops. That was not the right song. That's not the one. Go back. Here we go. Where are you? There it is. Thank you. 
Pop Goth. And uh, speaking of Pop Goth, Darby Allen was on AEW this week. AEW, that means we must be right into what's going on in the world of wrestling. That is very true. And uh, we're going to keep this nice and brief because, uh, you know, we got some wrestling to watch later. And uh, we got an interview coming up right after wrestling. So. AEW results, six-man tag match. We're not going to go in any particular order. John Moxley and the Young Bucks. That's the main event. I know. Lost to Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Via some shenanigans because the Young Bucks are now with the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. They turned on Mox. Yes, they did. What do you think? It was so dumb. I knew it was coming. It was so dumb. I knew it was coming because Matt Jackson is a horrible actor. Yeah. Like, honestly, why why did he... Like, uh, if you were going to do it, just turn. Right. They should have turned months ago. He was like... I can't hit Kenny. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Man. He's like, oh, this is too tough for me. He's a friend of yeah. mine. And Nick's like, I'll do it. I'll do, you do fucking do it. Just tell me yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> I, like, honestly, if I was Nick, I'd have been like, I'll kick him in the face. You know? Fuck. Uh-huh. I mean, like, he's kicked us. This whole match, yeah. they were beating the shit out of each other. But you can't super kick him? Yeah, but you can't super kick yeah, him. God forbid you super kick him, because that will end You it. can't pull no V-trigger nope. out on him. No nope. elite. That don't, the, the, it, it can't do So, so uh, uh, Tamatanga, uh, uh, the New Japan Real Bullet Club people are uh, teasing now, since that door is open, that Moxley could use a little backup against the Elite Bullet Club faction. Uh, TNT Championship match. What actually wasn't a bad match. No, J.D. Drake has actually proven himself to me. He's a fat Arn Anderson, and I love it. J.D. Drake uh, versus Darby Allen. J.D. Drake lost, of course, but with a good match. It was a very good match. Um, competitive. Darby let JD get a whole bunch of shit in. Yeah, honestly, he was controlling yeah. most of the match. Then at the end, he hits him with the uh, the code the, red. The code red and the fucking coffin drop. That was a good drop. code red off the very, top. Very though. good. I think he should have ended the match right there. Yeah, that coffin drop had no fucking yeah. bearing on yeah, it whatsoever. Yeah, you know, it does a code red basically right off the top rope. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that was all right. I, I, I think that's now right. he does that stupid <laughs> coffin drop because they make him do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, no, you have to do the coffin drop at the end. No reason. Uh, so yeah, Darby Allen kept his belt. Ty Conti versus the Bunny. Ty Conti picks up the win. Good match. Yes, Good match it was fun. Was uh, the best friends interrupt Death Triangle, setting up a uh, match with them? Really, I yes. didn't see that. I because, did not see that part. Because Phoenix and them remember attacked Orange Cassidy and them way back about a year ago. Oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> no. Orange Cassidy per, uh, apparently does not forget things, so uh, that's why they're doing it. Hangman Page with the big win over Max Caster. No, nope, did not see that. Um, it was a good match. Uh, they tried to shenanigans with the boombox and stuff, but you know Page wasn't having that shit. So I'm uh, guessing he he jumped over the rope. Oh, he did. He did a little flippy do and a buckshot. Yep. Uh, big old Jurassic Express win over Bear Country. Uh, it was a fairly that good was match. A, a little yeah, slippy yeah, up, honestly, but I, I really wasn't. Not, I didn't see the bear country that you've told me about. Not in this match. I didn't either. I, not, I was. I was. I was actually a little. I'm starting to believe that it's Luchasaurus's fault. It could be. I still see He'd uh, uh, Jungle Boy as being a future champion. Yep. Kid's got everything. He's Won't being lie held. There. He's he's. Won't lie there. Kid, kid's great. He is being honestly held back by Luchasaurus in that group. I'm great to be in a group, but they should not be focusing on tag teaming. They should let Jungle Boy be Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luchasaurus, team up with Marco Stunt. He ain't doing anything. Let them fucking do it. You it's know? not like you're going to get a tag title. That's what I'm saying. Not, it's not going to happen, Basically, guys. that's what I was trying to get at. Bear Country, in this match, will have the belts before Jurassic Express. I'm letting you know that right now. Uh, then the Inner Circle decide they want to come back and return. 
as as faces as faces. They uh they come back. They they talk. Which they technically were faces anyway. already. Everybody sang Jericho's song. You know, yeah. I become, I become, I become man. Yeah. And uh, so uh, and, and and you know that led to uh, them calling out the the pineapple, uh, uh, the pinnacle. Sorry for a blood and guts match that we were supposed to get last year versus the elite and the inner circle, but that never happened. Which is their version of uh, the uh, uh, war, games. war games. That's what it is. Um, Iron Mike Tyson decided to come back after, you know, a whole bunch of shenanigans, and now he's with Jeff Jarrett for reasons. You said Jeff Jarrett. That's what I meant. Jeff wow. Jarrett. Uh, you said Jeff Jarrett again. I did. Chris Jericho. Wow. Might as well be Jeff Jarrett. Wow. No, 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 what? no. What? Jeff Jarrett will not let anybody get over on him, that's, and, that's true. And, and the man is somehow a superhuman. That's true. That's while true. While Jericho lets anybody that he believes should get over on him. But he will rarely take the pin. <laughs> he won't let his partners, if he's gonna lose, take the pin. And he, 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 but when it comes to the big match, Jericho usually is up on top. That's just the way they've been booking him. That's the way I've, you know, like he he could fuck around and and lose like three matches in a row on like dynamite, like say as a group. But that pay per view comes by, he ain't losing that match. He lost. How many did he lose pay per view wise? I'm actually one. curious because I don't even. Uh, I'm not even actually. So sure. he was a, his last. His last pay per view appearance was with MJF. Right. I know what he lost the I belt was on pay per view. He took so. the pin too, didn't he? I don't think he let MJF. I don't think MJF took it. I think. Did Jericho take the I pin? Jericho took it. Maybe he did. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna eat those words then. Whatever. And then and then Orange Cassidy. Well, yeah, but that yeah that was that was after into a vat of orange juice. Yeah, that was after a bunch of you know. I never saw that match, and I I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Yeah, honestly. that I heard was. It was Kind of garbage. Jericho's matches. Like, he's he took, he took a pin to Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he did take a straight pin. You're right. Yep. Straight pin. Straight pin to Orange Cassidy. And, and, and before that, though, he had... He lost to Paige, though, and Paige was the guy they're supposed to be... Or he won Paige. Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be, uh, Paige is the guy they're supposed to be pushing. And, and, uh, <laughs> and Moxley. And Mox. Well, yeah, but uh, he did win over Moxley once, though, did, didn't he? No, Moxley's undefeated. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, Moxley, Moxley's still, Moxley is still. You know what? Take what I said about Jericho and put it on Moxley. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. That's better. That's, that's better. that. We'll do. We'll do that. Somehow, I'm do that. Moxley. I think. That, I. I think I finally saw Moxley take his first fucking pin ever, and it was from one Magic Killer. Yeah. yeah. One, one Magic, magic killer. killer puts him yeah, down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm not even. Um, I'm not going to count that match as a loss because that yeah, was a I, clean loss. Yeah, but I was so. like, I was like, I actually think that's the first time I've seen him actually get pinned. Yeah. And like the match where I thought where there was a possibility because Pac hasn't been pinned either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, nah, I'm leaving. Pac's like, I'm, yeah. I'm going uh, home for a couple months. I'll be back. Yeah. And then when I come back, I ain't losing either. I ain't so, losing <laughs> either. He's like, uh, Penta, Penta, you're going to take the fall. Yeah. yeah Penta takes all the <laughs> you falls. Know, Phoenix is like, I ain't taking the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix is like, I'll kill myself first. Yeah, word. I'll jump out of this bitch <laughs> right now. Break my fucking neck. All right. That was AEW. Uh, so next week is um, we got a great match next week. Yes, yes. Tag team titles are on the line. That is the tag team titles on the line. The death yes. parallel lines <laughs> against <laughs> the Rockers. Yes, the Rockers can't beat the Rockers. It's going to be a great match. Sean and Marty are in their prime right now. Yeah, I, I really hope that I, I I don't see them losing the belts yet. No, but I would love it. Yeah, I would love it. They don't need them. Nope, never. 
Uh, I don't think there's plenty of tag teams, honestly, that need that belt. That can yeah, but that I don't push. see a tag team that really isn't a tag team winning it. That's true. Like, you I know, just don't see I want, Pac and Phoenix no. being the team. I, because they're not really a tag team. I love them together, yeah, but, they're, but not they're not a tag, really team. tag team. As much as I want best friends to win the belts, they're not going to win them anytime oh, soon. See, best friends deserve them. They do. They're the first fucking tag team, basically, they signed. Other than the Bucks, of course, but, you know. Um, and they were there since day one. I would also... Like to see, um, what's Brown powerful. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They deserve a, a, t- a title reign at least once. And then, um, I don't know, get a random, you know, unexpected one like the, the, the Varsity Blondes pick up a title reign oh, for like a week. Jesus, no. For like a week. Just have them get it like in a surprise roll up. <clears throat> and have Pillman Jr. get it because, you know, he doesn't win. <clears throat> Ever. Ever. Griff Garrison's the star. I'm telling you. I'm letting you know Griff, that right Griff now. Griff is going to be something, man. Yeah, him Griff's and Jungle Boy be, are going to be tops yeah, of that man, company at I some tell point. You, Griff, Griff is going to be something. That, that kid's got a huge upside. Like, 100% for somebody who's only been wrestling for about three years. You need to change his name, though. Yeah, Griff Garrison. Fucking Griff Garrison. Just, <laughs> that is not the name of a champion. <laughs> they should just call him the hair. They should. Just the, call the, him the hair. The hair. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's AEW. Uh, WrestleMania is coming up. We already gave our predictions last week, but uh, Zane, is there any match you're looking forward to? I don't remember. I know. Single yeah. match. Wait, wait. I hear that that bad bunny gonna be wrestling. Oh, bad bunny. I kind of hope he gets his ass handed to him, though, honestly. Nah, I really hope he beats the shit out of the Miz. <laughs> that could be a good match, though, honestly. Um, I'm not a big fan of bad bunny. But he, no, his music's terrible. His music's terrible, but he can do a leap off the top rope better than most Snoop Dogg. I'll give him that. Right. Snoop Dogg's like 55 years old. <laughs> he never true. stepped foot in that ring, ever. Right. Out of so nowhere, he's like, he's, you know, I'm going to go to the top rope and try to jump off. <laughs> and I'm just going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> High as shit. So, uh, oh, I do have one update, though. Uh, in the Asuka versus um, Rhea Ripley match for the Raw Women's Championship, I do believe, and this is just a, a wild speculation, Becky Lynch has been training for a comeback, and she did not technically lose that belt to Asuka. She handed it over to her. I think she might make her comeback tonight. I think so. And uh, interrupt that match so she can get that title shot against Asuka to get her belt back. No, I think... I think you think Rhea's going to hold... You think Rhea's going to get it? And then she'll make a return saying, that's my belt. That, you know what? That's also possible. But I think in some way, shape, or form, Becky Lynch is coming back. Yeah, Either I think she'll come back right after the match think, is over, yeah. after Rhea Ripley you gets the so? win. You think so? As yeah. soon as she gets up yeah. that, that win? As um, soon as she gets that win. <clears throat> normally, I would say she's going to show up on the following Raw, <clears throat> but not this time. I think she's going to make a, that It's a mania moment. moment. It's a mania moment, yep. goddammit. And they need all the moments they can get this year, like last year. You know what I mean? It's terrible. It is. And, and uh, I don't know. I can't... Uh, they didn't even put Edge on the cover. No. Uh, I think they're going to have another... Do cin- you think that new uh, Orton and Fiend match is going to be another cinematic match? Yes. Yeah? You yeah. think it's going to be another... I, I hope so. Firefly Funhouse style? I hope, I hope so. Because so. that was great with Cena. Yeah. That, that Firefly Funhouse match with Cena was the shit. And now that they got Alexa Bliss playing like Sister Abigail, basically... That was, that was the best cinematic match done, done to do. Yeah. Yeah. With all this flashback of characters, like when he went back to the prototype and... Fucking, yeah. That, that, was, that was great. I want to see Randy Orton go back to when he was, you know, doing the old O thing, like his Uncle Barry O when he'd come out, like fucking that shitty-ass theme music before he was a legend killer. So, uh, and the Viper, and the Viper, yeah. 
So let's and um, the next big thing. And that's right. The next the, him and Brock Lesnar had that title, didn't they? Um, let's see. So yeah, that that that's basically all the updates I wanted on wrestling. Zane, is there anything you wanted to? No. Nope. No. Let's let's get to uh, go uh, Edge. The, the, the yes, go champion. Edge champion. So right now we are going to kick it over to our little interview that we had just had with Eric and Julia Leewald, and uh, they're going to be talking about the X Men animated series and the art and making of the animated series book. Very interesting stuff. These people we'll are very let nice. Them tell you. We will. All about and, uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Julia. Thank you so once much. Once again. And uh, so here we go. And ladies and gentlemen, and our listeners. We have today on our show two people whom we may not have known existed as children or preteens, but had a tremendous influence on our lives nonetheless. If you were a fan of X-Men the Animated Series, then you're a fan of our guests. Writers of said series and the book X-Men, the art and making of the animated series, Eric and Julia Lewald. How are you guys today? Doing well. Thank you so much for inviting us on. Yeah, thanks, Paul. No, thank you guys so much. Um, now, you guys put out a book, and uh, we're going to be talking about it. Uh, Zane has this it in book. covering right this up. book right here. Yes, and the one right here <laughs> you're holding. Big um, four-pound book. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a very weighty book. It, it, it is. Um, it's full of very great it's, artwork. It's actually already made a couple of splashes at my house when I've got it on my, uh, my table, and I've had a couple friends come over, and they're like, is that from the animated series? And they were like, I'm like, yeah. They're like, man... That show on Saturday morning, it, it, it made me keep watching it because <laughs> they, you know, it was one of the first Saturday morning cartoons that kept continuity going. Yeah. You know, and, and that was something that I just, uh, I wanted to ask right off the bat. I was like, how difficult was it to, to really push that? Because I know that was something you guys wanted to do in the book. You were talking about it. How was that difficult trying to push that through, you know, uh, you know, Saban and all the other executives to, you know, not just have a cookie cutter new episode every week. Yeah, yeah. The the, the big uh, the, it it was a, a tough ask for the the network because, you know, as we said, you know, when you got animation takes nine months to make an episode, and so you're hoping it's turning out all right. And if you've got them in order like that, you can't rearrange them. If one comes back bad, you have to wait till you fix it till you get to the next one. So there can be scheduling problems for network and for the you know the TV affiliates that put the show on. So they're trusting us to, to write stuff and the production people to get the production done. And that's a big trust on their part. Because any other show, episode five comes back and it sucks, you just hold it for three or four weeks and put the other episodes on and there's no problem. But if you, in mo like most good TV shows, if you're doing them in order, uh, then you got to just stop and wait for the, you know, to get things ready. And they took that risk and it cost them some money to, to delay, you know, when we started the show. But once it started, it seemed to really make, like you were talking about, make a difference to viewers. It just hooked them into the show. And for the writers, it was really satisfying because you weren't just writing little 22 minute stories. You'd be writing a whole season of 22 minute stories. And so it's like writing a, uh, you know, three or four movies worth of story that you'd be able to do with these same characters. And that was, you know, for us, it was great. For the network people worrying about if the next episode was going to come back right, it was, it caused them to sweat. So we give them a lot of credit for taking the risk on our part. And uh, from where I sat, just to 
clarify who all who we are here in the world of the moving part. Um, I, I'm a writer on X-Men the Animated Series. Um, Eric was what we call the, the showrunner. He was the guy in charge of all the stories. There's a completely separate art division. And that was headed by Will Minio and uh, Larry Houston as, as, as producer director. They were big um, and fanboys of the Marvel Universe up until this moment, up until the possibility of X-Men the Animated Series. And, and Will and was sensitive to the fact that the comic books themselves w tended to be sequential. You tended to have a story and then it would end on a, on a oh, come back next week, you know, and, or month or whatever. So he, was, he understood that that yeah. was a, por a part of the comic book um, right. deal. And then and since, he, since they, they so loved and respected the comics, they were always looking for ways to be true to them. They knew that, you know, everybody in our creative group knew that TV isn't the same as comic books. It's kind of a different muscle writing, uh, you know, the way it plays out. It's just, it's a slightly different experience. So you can't just copy it. You can't just kind of thoughtlessly adapt what's sitting there. Mm -hmm. But while you're making it into the best TV show you can make it, these guys were really keen on, look, we got to respect the spirit of the books. We can't, they'd been... They'd been on other shows where whoever was in charge, uh, whoever the boss was, just said, "Oh, to hell with what the fans want to see." You know, let's <laughs> let's throw in si silly silly dogs and sidekicks and 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 dumb it down or whatever you want to do. Right. That these other Hollywood people just thought you could just mess with comics. And the people we were working with all said, "No, no, no. We're all we're all. It's like it was like an oath or something. We're going to respect the nature of the books, and if it works." great because other people have it in the past, but if it doesn't work well, we'll go on to the next project, but we're going to try. And that was, that came from them. I mean, that came from their love of comics. Um, to, to me and the head writer that worked with me laying out the first couple seasons of stories, we weren't that big comic. I mean, we'd read some, but we weren't super fans. Right. So we were just interested in telling the most intense stories we could. But the other guys that we were working with, uh, we really cared that we got the X-Men right and that we didn't disappoint the comic book readers. So that was, that, that came from them. Okay. Um, now, how did you guys even get involved with the series to begin with? Um, well, it's, it's like a lot of other things, you know, you work in your town and you work at various jobs and it was a couple people I'd worked with before, uh, uh, the two main people at Fox were Margaret Lesh and Sydney Iwander. She was the president of Fox Kids. He was the hands-on guy that worked with Batman and X-Men and Spider-Man and the Pick tick. and all these. That was that was my day-to-day -day boss. It was my hours on the phone boss. Those two people, I, I'd worked with Sydney, you know, like seven eight years earlier when I was starting in the business uh, for nine months, and then I'd worked for Sydney and Margaret. Uh, for a season of Beetlejuice. That was nine months of working with them. So in effect, they, you know, people I'd worked with before thought I was appropriate, you know, as the right tool for the job. That was it. The context is that Beetlejuice had been on ABC, am I right? One yeah. Of the back in the day, let's go way back, three major networks, Saturday morning, grab your cereal, sit in front of the TV. It was either ABC, NBC, or CBS. And in 1990, Fox 
entered the broadcast sphere saying we're going to become a network yeah and they like need, the big three and they didn't have they had to take a few things from other networks they had to use some old cartoons for a couple of years they had to kind of gear up to the what to getting their signature stuff up but one of the things they were able to do was buy the rights to beetlejuice this ongoing successful show from abc and play it and they said well we want to make it distinctive from the abc version let's make it older and edgier and you know 22 minute stories rather than 11 so i'd worked i i did one episode for them just to show them that i thought i had a uh, a feel for it and they said yeah uh, how would you like to do this last season for us and as a story editor. as a story editor. so i i uh that was that i was able to prove myself to margaret you know to the people at fox that, okay this guy you know whatever his taste is and the different people they could have picked with you know different tastes or strengths uh at least he's a professional at least we at least we didn't know He's gonna get. He's gonna get the stuff done. Right. So, so on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned it early on in the book that uh, you know that um you were gonna be working on and and take no offense to you know Attack on Killer Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. you know, that was and, it. That, uh, the good would have been fun. I would have. I would have been in for that. I would have come up with the most intense adult uh, Killer Tomato stories I could manage. So, <laughs> well. Me personally, I'm just glad that you ended up where you guys yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we had met, um, Eric and I had met yeah. uh, at the good old Disney afternoon, which was just a few years old at that point, uh, or actually had just begun at that stage. Um, that was my first job in animation, my dream job, just to get into Hollywood somehow, some way. And you had come from Hanna-Barbera to uh, Disney afternoon. And so we each met each other there as, as writers on Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Goof Troop, uh, yeah. Tailspin. Darkwing Duck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's my group. Yeah, Duck, that whole, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. whole thing. And then after three years, you know, everyone enters the happy-go-lucky freelance market. Yeah, Disney kind of figured out that wait, wait, we got these 50 writers on staff. <laughs> we don't have to do this. We can save a lot of money. Just uh, let them move all out to be freelancers. The gig economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were way ahead of the curve. Yeah. So that, that, but but it was a, it was a great fun time while we were there. Um, a lot of lifelong friends made mm -hmm. at Disney. A lot of them ended up writing for X Men the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Now a lot of the uh, the the ideas for the show you guys pulled pretty much directly from the comics, like the Days of Future Past timeline. Um. You know, there you go, story arc. Um. <laughs> were there any story arcs that you guys didn't get to make that you would have liked to have gotten done if the show kept going? Um, there were, you know, since we were, you know, I was kind of the cart before the horse. I was assigned to do this and I had to quickly learn <laughs> what you know, 25 years of X-Men comics had been all about. Because let's remember that too, that this didn't start with X-Men, the animated series. There was, like you said, 25 years of comic books that they, that had yeah. themselves evolved tremendously yeah. over time. But I didn't go into the, the series with any like, oh God, I got to tell that that uh, arc of stories, right? Uh, I so was in love with issue, you know, 274 of Uncanny, Uncanny X-Men. I didn't have any of that. So I was just looking to dig out the coolest stuff I could find from there. And so it was, it, I wasn't really left with, like, uh, with anything that by 1997 when we finished, um, it was more like each time that we got uh, assigned more episodes, like, okay, We've told 60 stories. You know, are there fresh new things we can think of 
for Wolverine or we've done everything that we can think of. Or is it going to get old? That happens to TV shows. Sometimes in the sixth, seventh season, they start losing their steam and they get repetitive. And that's a tough challenge. And so it gets, it gets harder to come up with, with new stuff. But as far as, as far as having, I mean, I know there were artists and writers that were big X-Men fans that had stuff that they wanted to get on that say they tried and we'd pitch it and it wouldn't go over it. Somebody said, well, this might've been a good comic, but it just doesn't feel right for a TV show. So there were people among our creative group that had stuff they really wanted to get on that didn't make it, but, but not for me. And I don't think necessarily for Julia. Now, let me jump in here and remind you that um, when you got the call and got the gig, there wasn't a lot of confidence that X-Men was going to be a success. In right. fact, there was more confidence yeah. that it was going to be a failure. So you were hired for 13 episodes and that, those first 13, that first season, those were the 13 stories that you and, and Mark, Mark Edens had, had sort of penciled out as being, these are the stories, if we're going to tell this world, that we want to tell to set up this world in these 13 stories. And at the end of the first season, Gene and Scott are having a moment and, you know, it's, it's a wonderful moment, you know, uh, and you would hope <laughs> that you would start, yeah. if, if the second season happened. Yeah, yeah there yeah. Were, yeah, if the sec well, the, there was there was something that we that we got rid of that was going to be the sec a uh, big part of the second season when when Scott proposes at the end of the thirteenth episode at the end of the first season, she says yes, we're going to be get get married, and so we wrote up we started writing up the second season with them married and her seven months pregnant and running around kicking ass with a huge baby bump, and then having a double mutant child. So we had written that stuff up just as what well, this would be a cool thing to do with them. What, what? we ended up with them saying we're going to get married. Well, let's see what happens with it right. and, and play that out. And that didn't go over very well. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I, we just had executives just pull us aside to look. 12 year old boys are the core of our audience. They don't want to see their mother up there seven months pregnant, kicking, you know, uh, uh, apocalypse's ass. In spandex. In spandex. So that was our naive ambition to, to, to do that, to, to, to make pregnancy a, a central part of being an X-Men, uh, did not come, happen. But that's the only one I can think of. And that wasn't because it was in the books. That was because we thought it'd be a cool thing to do. But, you know, uh, a few years later, it did happen in the books. So there was a nice <laughs> cross-pollination. Can I say that? That there was... Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 they ended up getting married. The, the fact that the X-Men in a series, it only exists because of the X-Men comic book universe. It's nice that some things that happen in the comic in, in the animated series uh, seeded things that happened in the, in the comic books. Yeah. It, it was, it was, and I also loved how, how your creative team was able to take, um, you know, a story arc and, you know, make it your own and, and use, use multiple story arcs and infuse it into one. Yeah was such an amazing creative idea that you could take, like you said, 25 years of books and, and, and storytelling and be able to intertwine them and really make it something special where, um, you know, it, it was such a, an adult series, but mm -hmm. as a child, you know, you know, watching, you know, morph, you know, <laughs> 
the, the, his death early yeah, on. Like, right, was, right in the beginning of the series. Was a like, shocker. And then, <laughs> then taking my heart and ripping it right out of my chest when I think that Gambit is turning on the X-Men. You know, that was never in the, the original story arc for that, that series. But you guys were able to take that popular arc and really, really make it yeah. something special. And I, I remember the animated series now more than I ever do the comic. <laughs> that's that's truth. Well, same here. Like sometimes I even get you know arcs confused on which happened where. Like so, I'm like I have to think about if it was did that happen on the show or did that happen in the comic real quick. Hold on. It's that's how very good it was. You guys are you know that's how great it was. Um, I I do have one question, and and I were talking before. Uh, the initial roster of the show, um, you decided to pick... Uh, uh, well, it kind of it, was originally from it was, Jim Lee. It was from Jim Lee's, right. Yeah. Um, so you guys chose... Uh, all right, she's got mixed, um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, mixed uh, ratings from people. Jubilee. Yeah. Um, I, how did you guys... Um, did you guys, I want to say, like writing the character? Like, was she somebody that you guys uh, had a hand in choosing for the show, or was it... Yeah, at the, at the beginning, there was decided that uh, they picked four or five of the main characters, and these are all basically 30-year-old adults, you know, Wolverine and Gene, I mean, Wolverine and Scott, and Gambit was a new guy that, they, that Marvel was high on, so he's going to put in Rogue. Storm. Storm. These were all 25 to 35-year-old people that had, you know, full adult lives. They were going to be taking serious adult stories up with. And there were two reasons for highlighting, three reasons for highlighting Jubilee. One was we wanted someone brand new because we, we, we've been told 90, 85, 90% of the audience are not going to know who the X-Men are, which is hard to imagine now. But go back. Go back. Years, so in the pilot, we wanted to have a new character who who'd also didn't know what a mutant was, discovering everything there was to discover about the X-Men during those two episodes along with the audience, could be the eyes of the audience. Okay. And so that we thought, okay, and they said, we also would like to have a teenager, one, you know, there weren't that many uh, underage uh, characters at that time in mm -hmm. the 90s. There was basically Jubilee or Kitty Pride, and Kitty Pride had been used a couple years earlier in a failed attempt on, an, on the Pride of the X-Men. Right. And that you know, Hollywood is, is merciless that way. <laughs> to them, they just, oh, well, we tried Kitty Pride. She's a failure. Well, you know, honestly, so I think it's Wolverine being Australian that made that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah there, there, there are many, many, many. <laughs> that. If you want to talk about that, we got that. We can tell you <laughs> yeah. about that now. Uh, okay. Yeah, Kitty, it wasn't Kitty's fault, but right. Kitty took the blame. And so it was kind of a no-brainer to, to Marvel and to Fox and everybody there. Okay, you need a teenager. Let's make it Jubilee. She's somebody new. She's somebody that we're that Marvel's high on. So that was she wasn't. There were a couple other characters that that became major that I think the writers had more interest in, like Beast, right? Uh, that wasn't listed as as a, a main character to start with, and even Professor <laughs> X was kind of in the background when people were when we were setting up the team. And the more we wrote stories, the more we thought, you know it's really hard to write without Professor X and Beast is, a, is, a, is his own unique character. And I think, so, so yeah, there's a mixture. There, there are a lot, you go to cons, there are a lot of people who dress up like Jubilee. There are a lot of people for whom she's the favorite character because at the time, 
you know, when they got fell in love with the show, they might have been a 10-year-old girl, or they might have mm-hmm. been whoever it is that fell in love with Jubilee at the time. So she she has her fans. At the same time, I think it was easier for us adult writers to write compelling stories about other 30-year-olds. Right. Uh, and so that we got a little sloppy and that we didn't do as much, we didn't service her as much. We didn't we didn't provide her with as in-depth storytelling as I think we could have. Looking but, back, it's one of my regrets. But I also want to say, we we have to remember, X-Men the Animated Series was a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, we, you know, we, we, we love to look back and remember the, the stories we were able to tell, the, 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 the real adult stuff that we didn't back away from. But putting a preteen in jeopardy is is kind of one of those things you can't do on Saturday morning. You can do it to an adult. Sorry, Morph, you can't do it to, to a young person. Uh, so that was part of the problem in servicing Jubilee story-wise. But that is how she got in. That that is why she was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, just because uh, you, yeah. you guys already touched on it, and I know it says it in the book that both you guys loved writing Beast mm. and. You know, did you ever think well, while while first writing him into the into the story that he was going to be such a pivotal character of, like you said, uh, Julia, a Saturday morning cartoon? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to look back and and remember that the, the he gets ca- in the first the pilots, uh, Night of the Sentinels, parts one and two, he is captured, so he is taken off screen and put in jail. And okay, boys, they captured him. Oh no, Beast is gone. He's in jail. But his whole arc is, this is an act of civil disobedience. I want my day in court. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make the case for, you know, how we can all get together and be, you know, uh, uh, happy with each other. And you don't realize how subversive that is (laughs) as a storyline for a kid's show. And and yet, putting that out there for Beast yeah. to do that, to make that statement, I think was amazing. Yeah, and to be honest, Zane, we got, we got pushback on uh, almost all of the main characters. Let's go to Magneto, Professor X. You got these two like middle-aged guys, uh, you know, talking ideology at each other while they, you know, they're battling to the death and while they're each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. And which makes, to us, very cool storytelling. Yeah. But the people that were looking at these scripts before before it became a hit, when they were worried they're going to lose all their money, were just saying, "What is this stuff? What's what's the nine-year-old kid was going to get on Saturday morning with these guys, you know, spouting ideology at each other and blowing up cities?" And 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 we just said, "Trust us," and that's all we could say for like the nine months until the show finally aired. We we believe we've got something that the kids will like. And That's they mo- really, most most of the people in town just really didn't see it until it became successful. So much of it had been, well, you need bright colors and things blowing up to keep the kids watching. And the idea of layering something else on that was was not flying with people. But we're talking about the show 30 years later. later it's the stuff we, that was layered on top of things blowing up and bright colors that I think is what hooked people in. And that gives us this thing to discuss. Yeah. Again, yeah, 30 you know, years later. adult grief for yes, for a friend that, that's, that's just been killed, and and or you know old old girlfriends that have broken your heart, or or parents that abandoned you to an orphanage, and I mean this is stuff that's just, it, it wasn't very Saturday morning morning, 
Ming-Yi. <laughs> Moon-Yi. And, uh, but we just really, I don't know. I don't know. We, most of us in creative positions like Will and Larry and, and I, and Sydney, the executive at Fox, we've been through about 10 years of trying to do ambitious stuff for Saturday for animation. We just, we got into animation. We liked animation somehow it became our careers and we kept on feeling like we we're being suppressed and, and told to dumb everything down and not, and not push any, not push anything, not challenge anybody, not freak out any kids, you know? And so when this opportunity arose, everybody like without hesitation, okay, this is a chance. We're going to push it. And if it doesn't work well, we'll get another job and you know, uh, life, life will go on. But we just all felt like we had to do it. And it worked when it worked out, then suddenly, you know, it's quiet. Like, but what were the problems of the scripts before? You know, the next four years was, was easy. I mean, it's always hard to make a show, but it was, we weren't getting any pushback anymore. It all evaporated the day the show was successful. You know, that's, that's, that's another bit of Hollywood wisdom. Yeah. You know, that's ah, making money. I don't care what it is. You know, yeah, what, exactly. what, what, you know, what was I, was my problem again? No, no, no problem with your show. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, all right, pertaining to the book, who, who had the idea to put this book together? Well, you have to go back to this book. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was her pushing at me because X Men had not. uh, It had. It had been the rights had been owned by Fox and Disney, different people, and so not Disney. It's not yet. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so in 2016, it was all over the map. Yeah, 2015 is about when I started writing on this. And we had all the scripts and all the storyboards and all the notes from everybody up above our garage where we keep stuff from the various shows we've worked on. And she kept on saying, you know, nobody's writing anything about the show. This is like a lot of people's favorite show. What's, you know, if, if we don't write something about it, nobody will. And we tried to call Marvel. They, nah, nah, don't even talk to us. We don't own all the rights to it. Don't even bother. So at the time, so we just, put this together ourselves, found a, a small publisher out here in California and interviewed everybody, all the cast and the crew. For and the first the time. For yeah. the first yeah. time we spoke to the cast. There's, and you know, never communicated with them. Guys that held on that did Wolverine Laura's <laughs> on. They'd done this thing that literally hundreds of millions of people had enjoyed worldwide. And nobody had ever called them to say, you know, hey, I, I liked you as Wolverine or I noticed you as Wolverine. They just, they'd never been to a con. They'd never, you know, and so, so we interviewed everybody. This book came out and it was very satisfied to us because it, it's a really detailed history. Of, Oral of, history of the show. Of what the show was. And then we just kind of were going on with our lives and noticed that the rights were all coming back to Disney. So we, a guy from, we got, we got an email. <laughs> From a big dun, shot, dun, dun. from a big shot at Marvel, I thought, oh damn, they've they've seen the, the book and they're gonna make us like shut down, shut down or something because we didn't get the rights to do it. And it was a reverse. This major, wonderful major guy from Marvel said, everybody at the, at the office loves the book. Now that the rights are together, we want to do a coffee table art book. Awesome. So it was. And would you like to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, a, sorry, oh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, Sven Larson. Sven Larson. Sven Larson at Marvel. Head of worldwide, uh, yeah, licensing. Worldwide licensing, which, so 
it was to, it was his credit for um, reaching out to well, you know, and it would have gotten done with us or without us. Yeah. This particular but, book, but and they picked um, the, they picked the 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 publisher Abrams which, Abrams Books, uh, who just have done a phenomenal job. I'm glad you've got a copy there because I got to say it, it's gorgeous. It is. It's gorgeous. so great. I I haven't you know I've only gotten to read about uh, two chapters of it so far. Um, I've only had it for a week. Oh. <laughs> The, the yeah. artwork in it itself is, it just really brings me back. And, and I know that you guys lost, a, like the show itself lost a ton of artwork. How did, how that was hard my next was question, it tracking yes. all this artwork down? Yes. There are hundreds of characters in here that I was like, oh my God, they got Brainchild yeah. and Mojo and <laughs> got the alternate Rogue Universe characters in here. I was like, how did they do I, it? <laughs> Once we communicated with, with Sven Larson and, and, and said, oh, yeah, we, we would very much love doing this book with the support of Disney, with the support of Marvel. Uh, and then we looked at each other and said, oh, my God, you know, we were, I was a writer on the show. You were the showrunner. We were not the artists. And it's been 25 years since things wrapped up. Um, golly, can we even find art out there? Yeah. Uh, so it became a, a, a real detective story for us. Yeah. Uh, we had a... Th Disney Marvel was aware of an uh, agent of uh, a, a fine arts house here in, in, in Sherman Oaks, California, uh, Van Eaton Galleries, who specialize in in animation and and, and specifically Disney, but but animation sells. They put us in contact with them, and they have. They were wonderful. Boy, they got some good. good half half the sales in the book are from them, uh, but that gives you an idea. They were there were. Hundreds of thousands of cells of painted, hand painted, half cells. painted back back then, but when it was every every twelfth of a second was those ink. Cells, you know, the, and, and the, they were going overseas. Yeah, they're going to and almost all of them, and then coming back. And yeah, yeah, and, and they are almost all gone, and so there may be a few hundred of them left out of the hundreds of thousands, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, and this place had some of them. Uh, a couple of producer friends of ours uh, had, had Larry so. Houston let us go through uh, Larry Houston uh, producer director on the show let us go through he had um, storage three, units three storage units <laughs> and we all we got to it was it was but literally he, an excavation but he's worked on 80 shows so yeah. he didn't know where the X-Men stuff was so there's <laughs> a lot of a lot of dust sucked up that day but so be, between him and and a fellow uh, credit to Tom Tataranowitz uh, yeah. an animation producer who came in after X-Men was wrapping up. Here's here's how it works. Yeah, stuff gets thrown stuff gets thrown out. People it's in storage places. They say we got 30 boxes of old X-Men material. We gotta clear it out because the next show is coming in to be produced. Yeah, nobody wants to pay storage fees. So are we gonna throw it to the dumpster? Or does somebody want to pay us 10 bucks a box for you know this? Or no, does someone want to take it away? Yeah. yeah. You get paid 10 yeah. bucks a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's and and the other but the thing one of the things that really holds it together, there are two artists that had really, that were really uh, 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 pack rats about this. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, Dan Wiesenmeyer and, and Mark Lewis. Mark Lewis. And Mark Lewis did the cleanup on all the character designs. From the second season on. Yeah, and so from episode 14 through 76, Mark had every single one of them uh, you know, in, in his files. And, and he, he electronically and stored them. And digitized them, and Dan did the same thing. And Dan was story storyboard. Artists. So between them, we got model designs for every single character in every single episode. Uh, those guys, without those guys, we would have been sunk. 
Right. So uh, those those two guys really helped us out on the yeah. character design. But the 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 uh, getting the actual cells was was the beautiful cells that knock your eyes out. That was that was the hardest part. But what I also love going through it, and as as you were mentioning there, uh, the idea that being able to to open the book and see some of those flashes, those Easter eggs that 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 flew by when you're watching the show, going, wait a minute, was that so? Was that wait, was that? <laughs> And we've got, you know, the art in here for that. You can, like you said, um, uh, one man's worth. You've got that whole uh, altar verse where they're all destroyed or damaged, you know. And you, you, oh my God, damn, it's missing an arm. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually, I, I was looking through it and I was like, is he missing? I was like, and then it came back to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, he was. <laughs> ah, yeah, just so you get a chance to sort of sit back and savor things uh, with, yeah. with, with the art book here, and, and we're just. Couldn't be happier with how it turned out. Couldn't be more grateful for everyone who participated in it. And yeah. From what we've gotten to read so far, it's it's a really great put together book. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you oh, so much. Beautiful. And um, being that the world is opening back up, you taking it on the road anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, 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 we'd love to. <laughs> it was scheduled. Since mm. it came out in October last year, it was oh. scheduled to, to come out at the New York Comic Con. I'd never Mark, been to New York Comic Con. Yeah, we you know we were gonna have we were gonna have a we were gonna have a, a panel <laughs> we were gonna have a panel on a table and we we're gonna be selling the books and it was gonna be a big announcement for Marvel saying look what's come out here premiering at New York Comic Con in October and of course couldn't do it uh, I don't know what New York's plans are for this fall um, but at some point we'll we'll bring it there. Hey, campaign for us, gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> say we will definitely campaign for you. Yeah. yeah. Because things are looks like they're going to starting to open up at the end of the year. I know that's awful, awful, awful quick, and New York's having a, a rough time with the, with the COVID right now. But uh, certainly by next year, next year is uh, the 30th anniversary of the series, so maybe we can play that up at some cons. Well, you know, I tell you, after cool. reading the book, it doesn't feel like it's been that long now. Right, exactly. <laughs> it really doesn't. Right. And, and, and looking back on those after all these years later, how do you think that show stacks up against today's cartoons and stuff that are coming around? Well, I, your honest opinion, you feel free to shoot. Tell them they all suck now. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, there, there's, they, there's stuff, uh, you know, the, the, it went when we were doing that show, it was an expensive time. Disney was putting a lot of money into Disney Afternoon in mm -hmm. around 1990, and then obviously Batman had huge, oh beautiful, big, beautiful budgets, You're and there was a lot of competition yeah, yeah. in these big action shows. And even though uh, X Men was just a, like a medium level budget at that time, looking back, it's a pretty big budget. As as the as we've been working with like the 30 years since then, budgets have gone down mm -hmm. and animation has become simpler most of the time but at the same time uh there's some wonderful oh stuff like uh like the spider-verse oh that oh movie my god that blew my uh, mind spider man spider i thought that was the best spider-man movie of all the spider-man movies i agree, I agree 100 yeah. and so that shows you what you can what can be done with animation and, right. and warners has done a bunch of like oh, nice movies the direct to home videos direct to home videos of, batman movies oh my yeah God. yeah, that, that yeah well, can, their animated series movies are very well done yeah yeah, yeah. and then so you can tell longer stories you can tell 90 mm. minute stories that's really very, very cool. It was something I wish that we would have had access to. Or have access to now. But obviously, Can't Saturday, Saturday, Saturday <laughs> no, no. morning is gone. <laughs> what did they call us? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there's some very interestingly strange uh, uh, shows like uh, Adventure Time and Rick and Morty that are just they're that are just so imaginative. You just say, "Oh my God, that would have been fun to be <laughs> to be in the middle of that room, that yeah. you know, ha hanging upside down high, or whatever they were doing to get, get those stories." There has some, been some very cool and Venture Bro I thought Venture Brothers is amazing. Venture Brothers is great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so so there have been some super highlights, mm -hmm, but yeah. I, but Saturday mornings kind of evaporated. That's what we all grew up on, and that's kind of weird. Yeah, you can't you can't turn on a major network and and see a kid's lineup anymore. That astonished me when that stopped. I mean, that I couldn't believe it. And realizing talking with you guys here, it, when if you grew up if you grew up watching the X Men on TV, that was five years that you had your own sort of appointment TV to watch it. And we'll binge watch, and I mean, I love binge watching. I think that's spectacular. But I also think it hits you different if you have to wait, if you have to wait a week, if you have to wait a few months for the next season to start. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 you, you absorb it differently. It means something to you. In the schoolyard, you know, after, after uh, the new episode come out, that, that, that was the that talk was the of the town on Monday morning. That you know, was, what happened in X-Men this week? Nope, that was water cooler <laughs> talk at the school. That's exactly it was. What and, and you couldn't go online and, uh, you know, you, you couldn't go online at all. <laughs> but, but there was no way to immediately, like, get on your on your phone and go, did, did you see that? Did you see that? Was that who it was? Wait, oh, no, they didn't do this. Oh, wait, couldn't do it. Right. So it was very much a, a sort of a personal, personal reaction to the show back then yeah. that I think sometimes uh, gets lost if you if someone just binges a thing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We've we've gotten um, almost 40 minutes out of this. Oh, wow. They went by really <laughs> fast. Yeah, thank if you, you haven't done it yet, I'll yes. let our listeners know. X-Men, the art and making of the animated series. You can get it at all your major retailers. Um, it is phenomenal. Everywhere. Such a great book. The I art love is phenomenal. It. Yeah, the art alone. It, it's, you know, you didn't even have to put words in this, but the words but have, have helped because the art alone is fabulous. You know, I thank you guys so yeah. much for being part of it. You and hundreds upon hundreds of other people that yeah. made my childhood better. And, oh, you know, really, it was the X-Men cartoon that got me in become the big X-Men fan that I became today. And it's yes, uh, it's sad to say, but, you know, what what some of happens in the X-Men sense center, I'm like, it ain't the cartoon. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it don't compare. <laughs> but thank you guys again so much. Do you guys want to give a shout out yeah, to uh, where people can find you guys? You know, because you seem uh, wonderful to talk to and very easily approachable. I'm sure you got some socials out there. I mean, they said yes to me, so they got to be some, true. you know. That's true. If you say yes to this guy, then... Uh, we are working on our website. We, we do have a website. It's good old xmentas.com. Okay. Uh, we are on Facebook at X-Men TAS. We are on Instagram sometimes. And I am on Twitter every, every day, whether <laughs> I should be or not, at X-Men TAS for X-Men, the animated series. That's, yeah. that's how I distinguish it from all the other X-Men stuff. So please find us, you know, and with luck, oh, we're, we hope to get back out there and bring, bring both books uh, to folks. Man, we, didn't, we hadn't started the con circuit until about 2017 with, with Eric's book coming out. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know the kind of fan base there was for X-Men yeah. out there. And it has just been like a warm bath of love. Oh, and 
this last year has been a real rough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got getting that worn down. Uh, yeah, we got used to it. Meeting, yeah. you know, meeting a couple hundred new people each weekend. You know, uh, once a month at a at a at a con and somewhere, yeah. And and now, boom, it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, it picks up again for you guys. And thank you so much thank again you. for coming on. Um, I, we'd love to have you back at some time just to talk about your history and yeah, animation. And what you guys are doing today? You know, I'm sure you guys have been up to quite a bit since the show, and we would like to know. So <laughs> that'd be great. Um, so yeah, again, thank you guys so so much, and have a great rest of your day. And uh, thank you, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Dave. Thank, thank you. Guys you. So Bye, much. guys. Bye. All right, we're back. Thank you, Eric and uh, Julia. That was great. The book X Men: The Art and the Making of the Animated Series is available wherever you can pick up books from Abrams Books. Yes, you can, and it is uh, roughly twenty-five dollars. Roughly, uh, and it is roughly twenty-five thousand pounds. It is. <laughs> it's a very beautiful large, book. beautiful, beautiful book. Large, and I wasn't dense. lying when I said that I've had a couple <sighs> people come into the house and be like, "The heck is this?" Yeah, it's a great tabletop and book. Immediately, we're looking through it, going, "Yes." This is Cool. I'm gonna have to pick me up for the uh, the the future coffee table. I'm gonna have. I mean, I have one now, but I want one, you know, <laughs> in a new place. Anyway, so uh, Zane. What do they call them? Coffee tables. I, you like, know, could you do more than just drink coffee on them? They, they, yeah. Are they made from coffee beans? <laughs> it's a coffee table. I'm gonna call my coffee table Coffee Kingston, and it's gonna be, uh, you know. Jamaican table, but it's well, not going to that way. Um, you know, we've had some some troubling news mm. from uh, from base nectar and sex trafficking. Mm, and Deshaun yeah. Watson putting his penis on everything, <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> you know, I've I've fallen deep into the QAnon uh-huh. documentary. Not that he believes it; he's just falling into it watching HBO, it. HBO, yes, which is a very very good documentary. Yes. Uh, I think it's a four-part series mm-hmm. it's excellent to watch um what else has been going on oh, gosh you know i can't I, I i really hope that you know this this base nectar stuff is you know fake not it's true not. It, it, because if that's the case then i do have to remove my base nectar <laughs> sticker, sticker and... <laughs> from my car because i i in good health cannot promote and I don't, I don't consider it sex trafficking. It's not Dep- really sex trafficking. Depends. But I can't, I can't, I'm not going to mince words here. It depends on how you spin it. Grooming women for sex. It, it depends on how you spin the words. Yeah. Yes. But, grooming women for sex. Is that any better than sex trafficking? I'm not going to, I'm not going to play that argument. Because I'm right. just not going to do it. Right. You can't, you um, can't get into semantics on something no, like that. No, no, you can't. No. Um, so that's that's a tough story to follow. Baznecker's already dropped out of music. Yeah. He did it about a year ago, which music, was not a good sign. No. But it was good for him, you know. And honestly, he doesn't need to do it. I honestly still think that he'll probably release music eventually under a pseudonym. Dude, R. Kelly was doing it long after he pissed on people. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's it, it, that's a hard story to follow. Deshaun Watson, who who if you don't know who he is, mm. he's a quarterback mm-hmm. for the uh, the Houston Texans and. He was upset with the Texans a couple months ago and was looking to be traded. Ah. And every team, literally, like, if your name wasn't Aaron Rodgers, a team was looking at you, you know, and teams were willing to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson. Now I don't know if any team is going to touch him. Oh, shit. And that's, that's unfortunate. He's a young, great superstar, was a face of the league 
and now he's got like 20 some odd women you know he he's right up there with our good governor governor green Bing goblin and 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 florida governor or uh, senator matt gates <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that shit going on right now then again there's always been a lot of that shit going on we're just reporting it now because we have online yeah <laughs> And cell phones, and you can take pictures of everybody now. Now, Mon Frere, you seem to be looking up a word, and I what did. word is that? That word is gambit. Now, gambit, if you don't know, is not just, you know, running the gambit, like the term, it is a character in X-Men, <coughs> who throws cards and uses a bow staff. Psionically uh, uh, charges. charges, by the way. Yep. Yes, psionically charges. And he doesn't just have to do it to cards. He can psionically charge anything, which is why I don't understand why he doesn't psionically charge his bow staff all the time. Well, and he shock has. The pe- he, I'm he saying has. all the time, uh, though, and shock the shit out of people. But he couldn't shock the shit out of He would, ex- you know, he has to get away from these explosions. That's true, yes. He, yes. he can't stand with his explosions. That's true. But I've he seen him make little things. ones, though, in the sh- He just doesn't, like, I've seen him piss off Wolverine just by, like, Chucking shit just like... Yeah, yeah, but that's not... Ha- you, know, like, you never see him like put his hand on somebody. It's true, just go, guess what, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure, though, he could have made people Oh, explode. he'd make a great EMT. <laughs> <laughs> his heart stopped. Wait a minute. <laughs> so with this song, um, like like all the songs that were playing today, you know, just kind of random here, uh, there's a band called Phoenix Judgment. Oh, two for one. Phoenix no, and... No, Phoenix Gam- Juggernaut. So we got, we got three names in here. We got the Phoenix, we got Juggernaut, and we got Gambit three all for in one, one name baby. here. So we're going to... Oh, and it's off the album, Gambit. Oh, well, there you go. This is it. It was made for this episode. This is great. Bad intentions, he will fall. I wonder why. No look at taking chances. Why take a risk at all? I wonder why. Wrapped out and made a Gambit. Oh, you took a loss on wrong.
Also got DMX. Yes, rest who in jumped peace. Dr- did he die? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Huh? They took him off life support. Huh? Yep. Yep. Just dropping his new album, making him eternal. One of the greats now. Yeah. You, you, you can't take nothing away from crazy DMX. You can't. You know what though? You gotta love him. I do love DMX's music and certain. You know, uh, he Yo, did a his... lot of thong- oh, you gotta, he did a lot of things in life that were good, but he also was kind of messed up in the head. But that's not necessarily his fault. So, so yeah, man. But his first what four, five albums, platinum, all phenomenal. Yeah. Like from beginning to end, yeah. every song on them is a freaking banger. banger. Yeah, every one of them. And then I think once you got to like Return of the Champ, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where like Blood on My Blood Volume like three yeah. or something like that, it started kind of falling off and yep. getting a bit stale. But he's got a new album that just dropped. Yeah. Not bad, man. Yeah. Yo, he, he got a lot of collaborators he, he on it. He rarely puts out a bad album. I mean, I well, he's put out, he put out like four or five bad albums. Yeah, <laughs> the majority of them were bad. There was like one or two good songs on each of those, but nothing. Yeah, but it, you know, it, you know, it, he will be missed. Yes. DMX was, uh, was an amazing artist. Now, on the other side of this, if it was just some normal person, all you would hear, and that's all you would see, would be, oh, crackhead, oh, overdose, yeah. whatever. But since he's DMX. crazy story, man, is when he fucking basically hijacked a plane. Yeah. <laughs> don't get it twisted DMX was a crackhead alright people <laughs> his music was great but he was a fucking crackhead <laughs> sometimes in the funny way sometimes not but he was he was, just, he was definitely a crackhead but rest in peace uh, DMX uh, so uh, you know let, let, let's let, let's keep this going uh, let me let me make a, a real quick uh, uh, suggestion for a song recommendation people uh, we're running down the be- the end of the show here. Uh, Zane looks like he has a story he wants to bring up real quick. But uh, I make a recommendation by the, the group Wings. You know, that little group Paul McCartney started after he left the Beatles. Uh, they made a song called Magneto and Titanium, man. It is a good song. Old, wrote in 1975. And yes, it is actually based on Magneto, Titanium Man, and the Crimson Dynamo of Marvel Comics fame. Yes, it is. So... I wish you guys would check that out because it's actually a really good song. Would and you like me to play it? Oh, sure. Why don't we play at least a little snippet of it? Well, well you know, why, don't we, why don't we play it after this news? Yeah. Let's play it. Okay, let's do that then. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it loaded up. We're going to do some news and then we're going to play that song. Yeah. Got a, got a quick news story yeah. here. You know? I uh, hear the dick is coming back soon. The weather's getting <laughs> nice. Yes. The pants know. are coming off. He's coming back. I don't think those pants have ever been on. <laughs> seen those hairy legs? He ain't never wore a pair of pants in a day in his life. You figure they'd be a lot tanner. <laughs> <laughs> but this story comes from Michigan. By the good people at the Smoking Gun. Pew, pew. Headline. The cops. Michigan home inspector pleasured himself with Elmo doll in <laughs> residence nursery. <laughs> Why? 
well, we'll tell you why. <laughs> While unaware that he was being recorded, or was he aware? You know, hey, the more you know. That's right. By the nursery camera, the Michigan home inspector pleasured himself with an Elmo doll. Now, I know the question you're asking me. Was it to tickle me, Elmo? No. No. No, this was just a plush Elmo doll. Oh, the soft one. Yep. Kevin Wayne Van Liven. Yep. That's his Van name. Van Liven. Van Liven. 59 was arrested on a pair of misdemeanor charges. It's only a misdemeanor? <laughs> You'd think that it would be a little more. Yeah. <laughs> You're violating an Elmo doll. Yep. Like, it. He didn't well, want it. Maybe that Elmo doll consented. Well, maybe. We don't know. You know that the owner did not. What, uh, you know? Elmo, just... Elmo's got to be of age now. <laughs> you know, these charges stem from an unsettling incident last month at a resident in Oak Ford Township, a Detroit suburb. Oh. Investigators say that Kevin Wayne has been hired by the homeowners to inspect their property prior to sale. That's odd. I've never had a home inspector, you know, prior to selling a home. It's usually the buyers that get the home inspector. inspector, Yeah. But, you know, the owners told police that they let in Kevin Wayne (laughs) and the buyer's real estate agent. Oh, so maybe the buyers did get these people Uh, because they they came in with the buyer's real estate agent. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. I gotcha. Then departed the residence during a, uh, an inspection. While on the property, a 22-year-old female homeowner received an alert on her phone that her webcam had detected movement in the residence nursery. Wouldn't be unseemly. You know, right. you, you, you got you a home inspection. inspector in, he's going to go to all the rooms. Especially a baby's room to see if it's safe. The yes. woman then uh, accessed the camera feed and saw um, Kevin Wayne. He was uh, diddling himself, cops reported. The homeowner inspector then picked up the Elmo doll and appeared to be uh, using it to uh, pleasure himself. Oh, poor Elmo. Yeah, his his hand wasn't good enough. He needed the soft caress of Elmo. (laughs) Now, after the homeowner calls, uh, calls 911, sheriff's deputies confront Kevin Wayne. Just like saying it. Kevin Wayne? Yep. Who claimed to have only moved the doll to inspect an electrical outlet with his penis. Right. (laughs) But when cops told him that there was a camera in there, Kevin Wayne reported, made incriminating statements, and apologized for his actions. (laughs) I'm sorry I jizzed all over your Elmo doll. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to get that washed. Charged with an aggravated incident, exposure, and... Malicious destruction of property under two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, he because he, he'd have been all online if I was that owner of that camera. Yeah. Look, look at this dirty fucker! Look at him, fucking an Elmo doll. Well, he he went to jail, where he's he being held in lieu of twenty five hundred dollars bond. Wow. The judge had directed, yeah, see him in Florida, he'd be walking the streets. Yeah, word. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, uh, that's that's normal. That, that's normal. It's Florida. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, that wasn't even in Florida, people. No, that's Michigan. Wow. So you, cold winter there in Michigan gets man, very lonely, and sometimes... Michigan. You know, 
Elmo's around. You're, you're giving Florida a run for its money. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not go on that path, shall we? Thank you. All right. Let's get this song, Magneto and Titanium Man, by Paul McCartney and Wings. Not Paul McCartney and Wings. It's just Wings. Oh, sorry. This is single just Wings. wings. Still pull my heart. Well, I was talking last night. McCartney on vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever fucking cares about wings. They just know Paul McCartney's a singer. Anyway, that was uh Magneto I remember the, the sitcom. <laughs> wings, that was a great sitcom, actually. It was not very good. Lloyd was the man. <laughs> oh Mona Me, what you looking at? I'm just I'm just looking at this awesome book here. By the way, that is the uh 
X-Men, The Art and the Making of the Animated Series um, by Eric and Julia. Man, they got, they got synopsis in here. They got, they got every episode, all 77 of them. Yes. Five seasons with uh, and a tons a of artwork. snippet tons every of one of them. The, the, the key creative and screen credits in the back. I mean, the Bios, artwork... Artwork. The artwork alone is worth the $25. Um, actually, the cover alone, like I said, is worth $25. The book itself is worth a lot more than that, but they're only selling it for $25. Why don't you go and help them out? Go on their sites, order all that up. Yep, got to thank Eric and Julia again. Yes. Lee Wald, Eric and Julia, Lee Wald. That's, that's you know, the one, not yep. just, uh, they, not just Eric and Julia. That's right. Um, that could be any Eric. That could Julia. be any Eric and Julia, yes. Uh, but they are so nice. Uh, yes, they were a delight awesome to have. Awesome with them. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to, yes, to and, uh, talk to us. To, to bullshit, you know, with me. I mean, this yeah. has been literally three months, four months in the making. Uh, this I think Mar- Mole went the whole time without actually saying it beforehand. I did. I did. I was uh, trying to I be good. I didn't think it was going to happen. Because, see, that's why I didn't say it. Because (laughs) when I say stuff, people cancel or they don't cancel and they just don't do what they're supposed to do, you know, during conversations. That's wrestlers for you. That is wrestlers for you. Hi, Vic. Um, (laughs) And that lady. And that lady, yes. that lady? That was uh, uh, the ODB. Thunder Thighs? Yeah, Thunder Thighs. Well, ODB, you weren't going to get him. He was long dead, man. Long before we started this show. Wrong ODB. Now, if we can get ODB (laughs) on this show, I will promote that shit to my friends and neighbors. Old dirty bastard. We got him up. We dug him up. He came on the show. He told Uh, us about his baby mamas he's had since he's then passed away. He's still working. Oh, so I think we've come to that time. Tis the end of the show. Mona me, what do you want to do next week? Um, well, we're going to continue talking about some comic books and stuff yeah. like that. I know that uh, you, you kind of want to make a month of this. Yes, I um, do. I at least want to mention a little something about so the comic I'm, books. So I'm going gonna, gonna to bring, bring my my favorite X-Men arc to the show. Oh. You know, not the show itself. That that would have been Days of Future Past. Yes. Where the their, their, their take on it. Yes. Uh, in, in the animated series, that is. Or their um, Dark Phoenix saga, which was actually uh, one of the But I best will tellings. be talking about the Messiah Complex. Oh. Uh, okay. Which is a phenomenal read. Maybe yeah. I'll even uh, call up Devon and see if I can get him to talk to us for you a know, little bit. You know, that would be great to at least get him on and talk a couple minutes at least. Yeah, see, see, um, the state of, see the, what the state of the yeah. union is. See, uh, see, he, I don't know anything about comic he, shops yeah. lately. No, nah, he's on the ground floor, man. Big ups to OC Comics. Big yes. ups to his podcast, yes. October oh, Country. Yes, October Country Comics. Definitely yeah, check yeah. them out. Um, we got WrestleMania. Oh, before we go, yeah. uh, how was this this game? Oh, I well, haven't played it. This game. Uh, honestly, I've had a busy week, but but but, but Mo's been trying to get me to play this this Retromania Wrestling from uh, RetroSoft Studios. And uh, you know what? If if we're gonna be watching night two of uh, WrestleMania at my house tomorrow. Maybe Zane would want to come over an hour early, and maybe we could hop on Twitch and show you people the game. We could do that, probably. Let's 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 try that. As long as there's food involved, there will be plenty of food. You know that I I, I know I can, Zane, you can get me places by enticing I, me with a meal. I most certainly. I hope can. that there's meat involved. Oh, there is meat, and uh, it might even be tacos. 
because I know how Zane likes his tacos. I sure do like tacos. Yes, so uh, we might... uh, If you don't like tacos, then you can suck it. Word. You can suck a jalapeno is what you can do. So, with that being said... Yes. Toodles. Toodles. Enjoy the rest of your day. I I think we got it. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs>